Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to give a thanks to those of us, those of us, those who have helped us bring this show to you for free on whichever platform you choose to listen. Uh, thanks to Dive Bar, as we mentioned, uh, they've gotten us, they helped get us through. They're one of the organizations, one of the businesses that did uh, gave us some money for the after party during the course of the summertime. And that certainly helped us to uh, bounce back a little bit and, and you know put some money in our pockets, per se. Uh, thanks to IWTV and Smartmark Video. Now, the merger of the two has made it so that watching independent wrestling in general, but specifically AIW, it's never been easier. If you go to smartmarkvideo.com, you can purchase DVDs or MP4s of anything that's ever been in the AIW video archive. And if you go to independentwrestling.tv, sign up, use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you. It's just $9.99 a month. You get an unlimited amount of hours. So much content to stream in terms of independent wrestling uh, that dates way back. You can watch people who are on television now. You can see where they started and where they came from. You can watch the stars of tomorrow. There's just so much there on IWTV, including a rotating uh, archive of AIW shows and our most recent shows, uh, including this past weekend's uh, One Step Ahead, already available on IWTV for streaming. So you can check that out, plus live streams that occur regularly. It's all for just $9.99. There's no no additional fees for things, so pretty incredible there. And, of course, thanks to Smokin' Jay's Barbecue. Smokin' Jay's, hey, if you are in the Maslin area, big opening this weekend, October 8th and 9th for Smokin' Jay's Barbecue. You typically get to eat that at uh, our live shows at the Odeon. It's there and available for you, uh, but now you can actually go to a physical location for them. Uh, they're plus they're doing deliveries and pickup, all sorts of great things. Go to at Smokin, Nochi, underscore, J's, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q, on Instagram and Twitter for more information there. And with that, we roll into this week's episode as we sit here, uh, it feels like it's been forever since we haven't had an episode that is a hard sell, but that's where we are today. Uh, just a nice little fun episode for you. Uh, as always, AIW owner John Thorne is here. Uh, I am. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Present. And we're we're coming off the heels of One Step Ahead. Uh, a lot to, to talk about with that show. Uh, it feels like AIW is back, but... Before all of that, uh, John Thorne, it's time for the shout-out segments. We have some shout-outs this week. Uh, quite a few shout-outs at that. I'll kick it off. I'll Go kick it, it off. Shout-out to uh, Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts, <laughs> who uh, I had a very weird uh, interaction with on Friday night. Um, went to uh, Cinema Wasteland which was back for the first time since the pandemic. And, uh, you know, they have given us tables in the past, you know, sporadically over the years and, uh, no table this year, but I wanted to go out and kind of support since they've had to cancel, I think three, three of 
three or four of their last scheduled conventions because of the pandemic. So wow. stopped out there Friday after work and Eric Roberts was randomly there. Uh, they typically don't get too many uh, guests that you are aware of. You know what I mean? It's very much yeah. like a cult classic centric guest uh and Eric Roberts was there and I was like, well, you know, best of the best, you know, the dark Knight, uh, one of the most legendary entourage cameos of the entire run of the show. I was like, you know, and he's just sitting there like nobody's talking to him. So I was like, okay, I'll go talk to uh, Mr. Eric Roberts. And, uh, he was hammered. (laughs) (laughs) It was like six thirty, and uh, he must have been drinking on the plane because he was uh, he was in a good place. Um, he had no eight by tens, no anything. He kept saying, "I don't know, my pictures are supposed to be coming in an hour." Uh, so I don't know, <laughs> you know, if the the promoter was uh, knew he was coming. I don't I don't know if he was advertised in advance or at all, or it must not have been. Uh, that far in advance because they <laughs> weren't very prepared. Uh, so he was doing selfies for $20. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll take a picture with you. And uh, I want to, you know, like have somebody take the photo for me. And he got very angry. Oh. And he said, no, it says selfie. And then he gave me a class on what a selfie is, as if I was totally oblivious to uh, <laughs> selfies. And uh, he covered my face up in the selfie, so that's the one I posted. <laughs> 20 bucks well spent, I think. Uh, it was such a weird 10 minutes. Uh, he Then he forgot that I paid him. Uh, so. Okay. <laughs> and I walked around for about an hour and a half, uh, waiting to see if, you know, he had any good 8x10s or movie posters or anything. And, uh, Maybe those 8x10s showed up on Saturday, hopefully. They definitely did not make it on Friday. (coughs) And uh, I couldn't wait around all night, you know, to see if he had any good best of the best uh, posters or anything. uh, Because I bought tickets to go see the Many Saints of Newark. Uh, So shout out to David Chase as well. He got my money. You know, Eric Roberts and David Chase got my money on Friday night. So shout out to them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm going to lead a shout out off with a, a guy that we used to always throw in the sponsor opening. But this week he gets a shout out. Shout out to Jake from Pollyanna DIY. The man, Pollyanna DIY himself. He finally comes to an AIW In show. the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. Taking photos ringside. He was there this weekend. Uh, man, so great to, you know, put a face to <laughs> this thing that we say every week. And, and he was so thankful that we still bring him up every single week, no matter what. And uh, he said he still gets some messages here and there, but it's, you know, it's allowed him to just get rid of random things that he still has. You know, people ask and inquire and he's, oh, I have this or whatever. And, uh, man, great. That was his first AIW show ever, I think. Yeah. Crazy. C- crazy. Oh, I got an I got another shout out. Oh, a shout out that I forgot last uh-huh. weekend. Uh, shout out to my grandmother who turned eighty four. 
Uh, yeah. Spent uh, spent last Sunday with her. Took her to the casino. Took her out to for a nice Italian meal. Uh, Where did so, you go? You know, we went to Bar Italia in Lakewood. Oh yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, okay. Shout shout out to Bar shout Italia. Shout out to well. Bar Italia. <laughs> it was uh, it was good. You know, it was good little uh, you know wholesome family John Thorne day. You know, like uh, spending the spending the day with my grandma on a Sunday, uh, fully funding her slot machines for the day, which was a very poor decision. <laughs> But uh, you know, she's done a lot for me over the years, so figured I can pump a couple hundred bucks into some slot machines for her. So yeah, um, but yeah, that was uh, so I forgot to shout that out. But that's uh, you know, that's that, that's a, an accomplishment. Eighty four years old, you know. Yeah, that's a big deal. Big deal. That's awesome. Shout out to grandma. Uh, well, since you brought up food, I'm gonna skip over to those shout outs. Shout out to the Tadmore Shrine Concession Crew. Holding it down. They got those Sundays. Everybody loves those. And also to the upper deck, uh, the, what, cooked in a casket burger? Apparently no joke. Uh, But just the fact that they were open and we, basically the whole roster went there after the show, the upper deck. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, you know, we didn't have an official after party, um, you know, so there was really nothing going on. And I just happened to... <laughs> well, I'll give you another shout out to the town tavern. I went to to the town tavern for a little uh, breakfast on Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Uh, it's you know a couple miles away from the Tadmore Shrine. I got down there bright and early, and uh, they had a flyer for this you know pop up haunted house Halloween bar. So I grabbed that, and I was just like, oh, maybe you know it looked like it was like I don't know like a five minute drive from the Tadmore Shrine, so. Uh, kind of surveyed the you know the locker room. Uh, if anyone wanted to go grab a drink and kind of unwind a little bit after the show, uh, so a lot of us made our way to what is known. You know, like the flyer just said whatever bar, but you know we quickly discovered it was the Upper Deck, which is uh, a pretty popular place on the Portage Lakes. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know they had it. They had it all done up for halloween which is pretty cool <clears throat> and uh i think everyone had a pretty good time it was kind of split into two sections like there was like a full-on club going on and yeah. then there was like kind of like a more chill bar area which were you know that's where the most bulk of us were yeah most of us uh hung out but uh yeah it was cool you know had a couple drinks uh and uh you know i guess uh quite a few people ate there and uh that was another big seller on it is uh, somebody had called and they said they'd be serving food until 1 a.m. So that was, that was this guy. Oh, well, there you go. Shout yeah. out to you. <laughs> Made the phone call because uh, Broski was thinking about joining us, and his big thing was he's like, man, because I, I do, I want to, I want to hang out uh, with everybody, but uh, I also I need to grab something to eat. Are they serving food there? And I said, let me find out, man. Because uh, he was the second or third person to inquire about food, so I made the phone call and they said, "Yeah, one o'clock." I was like, "Cool, we'll be there soon." And then we did. Shout out to Devin McMillan. I'm just shouting him out. Yeah, shout him out. No reason. <laughs> just shouting out Devin. Just wants a shout out. All He's, right. He supports all the shows. You know, he really he get does. a shout out. You know, shout out He's always Devin. there. He supports every. He's been to uh, a couple of my comedy shows before. Real yeah, cool. Devin, Devin supports everybody, so we'll give Devin a shout-out. Yeah, thanks, Devin. Uh, hey, shout-out to the big guy, Ryback, uh, for... Why? 
did you watch the show? <laughs> the inspiration for Josh Bishop's shell shock during the main event. He did it perfectly. <laughs> oh, he's been but, doing uh, that. Uh, not not like this. Not like the march. He did the march and everything. Yeah, I seen him do. I seen him. I it mean, was, I've seen him do it. I don't know if he did it in AIW. I've seen him do it somewhere though. Uh, so shout out to him for that. Uh, shout out to the AIW students. Did a, a pretty solid job this weekend. In particular, shout out to uh, Kiwi, new new uh, student who Kevin. Just, no, it's, it's K E V I E. I sat next to him the whole show and didn't even actually he ask told me his name's Kevin. Them. Well, why is it K E? No, I think it's Kevy. Not, I'm saying it wrong. Not Kevin. I don't know. Everybody says when they talk to him in the chat, it's K E V I E. So sorry, dude, fucked up your name. But I I taught him how I to think ring it's a Kevin. bell. I don't know. There's so many new students, it's hard to keep track. I taught him how to ring a bell on Saturday after he got crushed by Kaplan in the Arthur MacArthur Kaplan match. Uh, did you see this moment? I uh, I saw the photo. Oof, I don't I don't want to be a part of a Kaplan cannonball ever. No, thank you. No. Uh, shout out to I mean shout out to the crowd. Can we say that that crowd was electric? Yeah, um, and I mean I'm sure we're gonna get into all that. Yeah. Shout out to uh, to to Kim Bishop for uh, celebrating her birthday. That's right. It, in, at the Tadmore Shrine, I'm sure that's probably not her, wasn't her first choice on where to celebrate and bring bring the entire Bishop family out. Uh, but man, there's about forty of them there. They had a huge banner going, a huge tailgate. They did a huge tailgate in the parking lot. Shout out uh, to the Bishop Brigade. Yeah, Bishop Brigade was there in full force on Saturday night. Um, shout out to. Ronald Two Legs for stepping up and taking care of our audio uh, issues and those uh, shoes. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Oh man, he had some slick kicks on, dude. Uh, yeah, you, you know we have speakers and we have all these things, and um, you know sometimes you know Traxer would come and just kind of you know plug in and do stuff, and uh, you know he just has he is a DJ at a bar. He has a setup, you know what I mean? So he just brought his setup out and, uh, made things, uh, so much easier. Uh, other than, uh, when he got a FaceTime call and it was somehow <laughs> synced in, synced into his laptop for some reason. Uh, uh, at a very inopportune time as well, I might add, but, uh, two mistakes, two mistakes that I got to shout out, uh, two legs on. Uh, you know, cause he talked a big game. He said, you know, if he ever got the call, he was, you know, he was going to have a flawless presentation for an AW event and he gets the FaceTime and then, uh, he turns the mics down and runs to the bathroom during Cardona and Bishop and Cardona grabs the mic and is trying to talk on the mic and he has no uh, everything turned down and he has like a mixing board and no one knows what to turn up and uh we're yelling for him he's like what's going on and we're like we need the mics up and then we turned him up and that was you know it was already the moment was over the moment was over yeah he was trying to talk shit on kim bishop and uh the moment was gone uh shout out shout out to thunder rosa for being just a top-notch meet and greet guest and guest overall we'll get more into it but uh, gotta throw that out there. Um, 
She's it, she's definitely high on that list of of just incredibly positive experiences with people that we brought in for the first time. Yeah, it was uh it was a great experience and you know another great experience. Shout out to Effie who yep. was able to really kind of make this work on his own and you know him and i had a long talk about you know the business and you know being in business for yourself you know as he is and um i just happened you know we had been talking pre-pandemic you know he was set to be to debut in the jailet uh in 2020 it was booked you know months out and um you know, that obviously did not happen. Everything, you know, fell apart. And, uh, you know, we, we've, I, I didn't want to just bring him in for the sake of bringing him in. And, uh, you know, we talked a few other times, you know, with some of the comeback shows and, uh, he wasn't available. And I happened to look and saw that he was doing like an autograph signing appearance in Columbus, Ohio on the second. And I just, you know, I inquired, I said, you know, what time are you gonna, um, what time are you, you know, are your commitments still, you know, you can, if you really tried, you could probably make it from Columbus to Akron in like 90 minutes, you know, at the most two hours. And, you know, he was scheduled to fly out Saturday, you know, he was going to be there until like five o'clock and then he had a late night flight. Um, and he went, he went and he changed his flight and he did, he moved all these things around, uh, to be able to make the show. Um, and, uh, you know, also shout out to AIW student Brooke, who was there to kind of, you know, pick him up in Columbus and then take him back to Columbus where he would fly out of. But, uh, yeah, he coordinated all this stuff and he handled it. And it was, you know, not to say I couldn't have, you know, booked the flights, but he just made it like so much easier on me. You know what I mean? To, you know, he booked his flight, he booked his, he booked his hotel, you know, he used, you know, his, you know, his status points and all this other stuff to, to make it work. And, um, you know, not a lot of other people do that. They would just say, Hey, you know, I'm available if you can figure it out, you know, and then, you're kind of up to, you know, it's up to you to coordinate all this stuff. He had it all figured out. All we had to do is find him a ride. And, um, you know, uh, it, it worked out. There you go. Uh, a shout-out to the fan who gave Thunder Rosa their sweet Ninja Turtle uh, button-down shirt, like a Hawaiian-style shirt, but it was Ninja Turtles. Uh, that was pretty exciting and fun. That was pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Brian Carson for two things. Brian Carson, uh, Smart Mark Gary was in the house, and Gary wanted to have himself a little cocktail while he was on the clock. So uh, I got on the microphone, said, hey, can we get a vodka soda for Smart Mark Gary? Mind you, 90 minutes before that, the entire crowd chanting his name, but nobody wanted to buy him the cocktail. So I said, Brian, here's a fiver. Can you go get Gary? A vodka soda? Brian Carson said, absolutely, no problem. I'll be right back. And he went and did it. And then also, at some point, somebody spilled water. They were all over Derek's boots. That was a little bit of a dangerous, slippery situation. Brian Carson coming into the clutch, using his sweatshirt to wipe off Derek's boots. Just a total team player on Saturday night, Brian Carson. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think uh, of some other some other shout outs. I mean, there's, there's so many people to, to shout out. I mean, Saturday, you know, Oh, shout out to Pedro 
uh, yeah. for dealing with the stress of the assigned seating and shout out to razor sharp with the assist on that um razor came early was uh helping pedro and you know the rest of the team kind of get this organized uh which we'll get more into about that you know in the q in the in the discord q a section of the podcast but uh shout out to pedro for kind of taking on so many of these additional responsibilities uh especially that you know he came in with a two scale uh, you know seating chart drawn up and assigned uh so you know uh shout out to him for you know taking the time to do all that among all the other things that pedro you know does on a show day hell yeah very very worthwhile there and uh uh, shout, out, shout out to Dustin Alberti. Uh, we had some fun back and forth. Uh, roasted him pretty hard on the mic, but he's such a champ and, and loves it and knows it's all all in good fun. And uh, man, he was but he was making those sales happen. At yeah, the AIW I, I will merch shout, I will shout out Dustin Alberti because um, you know doing the merch is not an easy gig, um, and. You know, uh, much like Pedro taking the front of the house, you know, you have to have a trustworthy person handling, you know, the other primary point of money coming in, you know, on a show day. Uh, and Dustin has stepped up and, uh, you know, has, has taken over that job. And, you know, sometimes it's a very stressful job because, you know, I'm saying like, uh, what? Are, how are we? How are the sales? What are we selling? Like, why? You know, why isn't anybody buying merch? And you know, it's more like rhetorical questions. You know, stressed out questions on a show day. Uh, and he kind of has to put up with you know, <laughs> with me, you know, trying to, um, <laughs> you know, get answers that you know don't exist. Uh, but in the moment, you know, like I'm looking at the bottom line and. <laughs> Why, why, why aren't we selling these, you know, new t-shirts, you know, why aren't we selling these things? What are you doing? What wrong? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and he takes it all in stride <coughs> and, uh, we had a big merch day in Akron. Uh, so I was, uh, very happy. We were able to move quite a bit of stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there were some autograph posters, for sale and somebody said i'll buy i would buy those right now but josh bishop didn't sign didn't sign them you know it was like something with posters with multiple people and josh bishop had not signed them so Mm -hmm. dustin said hold on he grabbed a sharpie he went into the locker room he went around the whole building until he found josh bishop and he got him to sign those two things then he went back and he made that sale (laughs) <laughs> oh shout out to aiw uh student who we have affectionately multiple times referred to as new kenny uh over the years before he was even a student uh john thorne i don't know if you knew this but we sold out of uh raffle tickets this week yeah and- the 50 50 i mean we're gonna get into it a little bit when we really get into the bulk of talking about the show but i mean the like Things that like the Cleveland crowd just does not participate in, the Akron crowd went Loves. above and beyond. Yeah, like the fifty-fifty <laughs> raffle was an insane pot this time around, like hundreds of dollars. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, uh, just a just a a great day overall. I mean, we could sit here for two hours shouting people out, but you know, yeah, we'll let's, get it. Let's, let's get we'll into get into, let's get into some more stuff. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about. Um, man, I don't even know where the heck do we start. Let's start with Thunder Rosa, okay? Because this is a question that was in the Discord as well. Uh, somebody wanted to know our our top three best meet and greet guests, and and that's not the not financially, but you know she really won the audience over this past weekend. She took the mic during intermission. Uh, she was telling people to buy merch, telling people to buy the tickets. She ended up pulling the ticket, doing the whole drawing for the raffle, uh, and and just. Even in the meet and greet line, people said she was so great, interacting with everybody. There were a few little girls that were there who painted up like her, and she was so pumped about that, took her picture with them. And uh, so it's it's got people wondering, you know, who have who's kind of like our our top three here in terms of just great experiences with these meet and greet guests. Well, I mean, it's really hard to boil it down to the top three without talking finances, right? Because sure. uh, for, the, for the most part, we have not really had that bad of an experience with, with yeah. too many people. You know what I mean? Like, the only one that comes to mind is Vader that was just really just uh, a hassle to be around. Like, everyone has been pretty great you know for the most part you know fine if you want to talk financially like i think you know, kevin nash is by far above and beyond Crushed. the all-timer yeah he's the all he's the all-time biggest gate in aw history and the biggest meet and greet by a ton mm-hmm. i will say though we were creeping up on that on that gate number on saturday i mean uh-huh. we were we were off by a little bit you know, but it was it was a lot it was a lot closer than it probably and anyone probably would have thought. Um, but I mean that show that Brook Park show had like a six six or seven hundred pre-sold. You know, like yeah. it, it was a different ball game then. <clears throat> but these tickets were more expensive. Um, you know, and it was cl- it was it was pretty close. Um, you know, I am always kind of gonna uh, go to you know the scott hall meet Mm -hmm. and greets both times i you know i know that people have had bad experiences with him but both times i had some of the most incredible experiences of my life you know what i mean with scott hall as far as you know a star coming in and just like being awesome you know like the first time we brought in scott hall like there was a random ICP thing going on at the Agora and he was like, Oh, let's go down there. And like, you know, we were in their The dressing room as violent. J is painting his face to get ready for a performance, like just weird stuff like that. And like, <laughs> you know, uh, Scott Hall was just so great. Um, you know, uh, other financially, you know, Harley race was, Harley race was very, yeah, was 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 very great but you know uh, as far as like interacting like you know i mean he was 
kind of you know he, he couldn't he was he on his way he much, was yeah you know he was on his way out you know like yeah he yeah. wasn't he wasn't totally all there it it seemed um i will say the um jeff jarrett was great jeff jarrett was one i was thinking of in my head in terms of interacting with us with other people man jeff jarrett was he was a lot of fun uh to have you know i was on the mic i remember promoting uh his thing pushing people to get in line and he would just keep telling me random things to say uh to the crowd he was he was a great time uh you weren't there when we first had him but the godfather when we had him at mount carmel is one that uh people of course still talk to or talk about to the, uh to this day uh, taking pictures in the parking lot and and smoking up with people so that was a big one um but it was just steamboat was another great one yeah um, yeah you know like holding court before the show holding started. court holding court with everybody drinking beers watching the show giving feedback um well of course then from there right you gotta go terry funk all time is if if we're gonna pick a top three terry funk's gotta be oh uh, yeah three. terry funk so yeah, I mean Terry Funk is probably my number one. Scott Hall is probably my number two, and number three can be any number of people. I mean Terry, the Terry Funk. Uh, I don't even like financially. Who knows what it did because that was like in the infancy of us even trying meet and greets, and we didn't even yeah. really know what the fuck we were doing. Um, but man, just what a great you know two days with Terry Funk like unforgettable stuff much like the scott hall you know uh just uh hanging out and hearing stories like that's you know that's what i love and you know like not really a meet and greet but you got to throw a little guido in there for experience you know what i mean like it's for us you know uh it's a little different i think you know like obviously there's there's finances and different things involved but it's really like you know like fans get the meet and greet and they get that moment and you know for us we get sometimes we get uh you know our own moments differently you know what i mean like when oh, yeah. you're yeah. when you're sitting in a bar and you're just drinking beers with terry funk like (laughs) and he's just telling stories you know and it's like you know you're living a shoot interview you know what i mean like uh, and it's kind of the same thing like you know with scott hall like going out to eat with scott hall and you know you're just like living in one of his you know shoot interviews and um you know i think they appreciate you know when you can hold the conversation with them and you know what they're talking about and they they realize the respect that you have for them mm-hmm. uh it makes it such uh, a more enjoyable experience for both parties you know um yeah. so i mean i can't think of too many really bad experiences honestly i mean even you know like we talked about it a few a few weeks ago but the Tammy Sitch meet and greet. I mean, she was great with all the fans, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. uh, made a tremendous amount of money for the company. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to, you know, it's really hard to boil it down. But, you know, uh, I will go Terry Funk and Scott Hall. And then, you know, that number three spot can be a zillion different people. Well, because what, what people don't realize, too, is 
you just said, you know, our takeaways are very different. So if I look at it from how I saw people with the fans, the fan reaction, the fans really enjoying them, how, whatever order you want to go. But, I, I mean, I would venture to say Thunder Rosa, Godfather, and Jeff Jarrett, just based upon watching them with everybody else and everybody's reaction to them. But another one that I'm going to throw out there for us that was super beneficial was Billy Kidman. Um, and you know, what's funny is he has one of Pedro and I were like, Pedro was actually going through his notes, you know, because mm-hmm. once we saw how this, um, show was doing, you know, Pedro has notes on a lot of the shows and before Eventbrite, you know, like Eventbrite gives us like analytics. Uh, but when we were doing the kind of old school method of just PayPal, just sell a front row and everything else is GA, <coughs> like, I'm sure there's a report that we can run, but like, you know, it's not as in depth, but Pedro has numbers written down from the meet and greets in those era. And Billy Kidman was one of the worst meet and greets we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, but his seminar was one of the greatest attended, you know? So, I mean, it's, you know, there's a, uh, a given a take there, but Billy yeah. Kidman was well, not even just. I mean, tremendous his, for us. Yeah, not even just his seminar, but I mean, like for well, us. Yeah, he stayed for the whole show, talked after the show, gave feedback on the show, gave feedback. I mean, he was you know, huge in the how very, we produce shows right now. Correct, and you know, uh, it sounds so stupid, but forever we would do championship Japanese main event entrances for everybody because we knew that we would eventually put them on YouTube. But a big thing from Billy Kidman was you have to cut that time out of your show or it builds up, you know, you're adding an extra half hour, 45 minutes on the back end Mm -hmm. of your show. And, uh, you know, we were getting ready for WrestleMania weekend that year. And we had such a tight time slot. We decided to cut that and go to the traditional, you know, and this isn't groundbreaking stuff, but for us, you know, we didn't ever want to do that, you know, because we always wanted that clean presentation for when we eventually put things on YouTube. Um, and, uh, you know, just things like that, that he said, um, have made the shows run so much more efficiently among other tips and tricks that he gave us, you know, that was just kind of one that I'll give away the, the just announcing as is has cut so much time off shows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he. I mean, he he was great. So, you know, our our meet and greet experience is different than than what the fans would would get and what they have. So, it varies. But you know, again, uh, Thunder Rosa just uh, so so great and so giving when she was there. Like she just she just gets it, you know. And uh, well, she runs a promotion in Texas. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was a team player and she was there to try to help us make money, you know? And, um, I won't get into the specifics, but she was very, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, she was kind of a, a tough negotiator, but a fair negotiator. And we were able to kind of, you know, come with this middle ground that worked so well for both of us, you know? And, um, 
she was so accommodating and like you said she went out of her way you know like when her line died down she said hey go buy effie stuff come buy these raffle tickets helped sell the 50 50 raffle which um i believe uh the winner of the 50 50 got over 300 dollars uh so you know that's a pretty good night for somebody to show up and the turnbuckle pad was signed off and uh, it was good. It was great, great time. And and then you know, since we're talking about her, we might as well bring up, um, you know, what what were your thoughts on that match? We talked going into it. Hey, this is a big deal for Jocelyn. And um, you know, did she did she bring it for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that she disappointed anybody. Yeah. Um. I in th- my big thing was. I didn't. The match could have been great, awful, mediocre, whatever. That really wasn't what I cared about. It was more about, you know, getting her in there mm-hmm. to mix it up with somebody that is, you know, at an elite level on television. Yeah. And getting to talk to Thunder Rosa after, which um, she gave me incredible feedback on Jocelyn and, you know, things to, you know, her suggestions on things that can make her improve to make it to the next level and um, spoke very highly of her. And, you know, that's really all you can ask for. You know, obviously Jocelyn wasn't trained from scratch by us, but, you know, she came to our school to, to polish up her, you know, everything. And um, I think, you know, maybe two years ago, she would not have had the confidence to have this match that she had on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now she's there. And, you know, Jocelyn is a good example of the process of whether you're tr- not trained or already trained, you know, when you come to our school, how we can prepare you for, you know, the big match when it comes. And this was her big match, probably her biggest match to date. Um, and she did great and it's getting great reviews from people that are now watching the stream. Um, I was very proud of Jocelyn. Uh, I think that it's what she needed. It's what, you know, and yeah, you also, you also need that failure and that fall on your face as a wrestler too, but that wasn't, that wasn't it for her on Saturday. Um, she did great. And I, I think Thunder Rosa, I thank Thunder Rosa, honestly, for, you know, afterwards, not only talking to me privately, but, you know, pulling Jocelyn aside and giving her tons of feedback as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I told Jocelyn Saturday, I, you know, uh, to me, for her, that's that's a star-making match. Well, and, uh, you know, she had. Thunder Rosa even said, you know, she s- sent some stuff into her promotion a year or two ago and she said, no way am I going to book this girl. And now, you know, she said, whatever she sent me, she has come leaps and bounds more, you know, uh, yeah. in a forward motion mm-hmm. uh, than than what she saw, you know, in the videos that she submitted to get booked at her promotion. Because uh, she was even a little hesitant to work with her based on, you know, seeing some of those videos, you know, a year or two or however long ago. And, um, you know, Jocelyn, Jocelyn changed her perception of her, you know what I mean? And yeah. showed her how much she has worked to improve. So, uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, great, a, a, a great 
it was great for multiple reasons. It was great for Jocelyn. It was a great advertisement for the AIW school. And it was a great match to have on an AIW show. You know what I mean? Like it hit, it checked three different boxes. Yeah, it it certainly did. And, um, you know, uh, uh, so we go to one of the other matches that we talked about last week of, of giving someone a, all right, here you go match. This is, this is your opportunity to show that you want it. This is a match that you wanted and TKD and Effie. And I thought that that match delivered. And, and that is to date, that may be, uh, that may be Tom's best match. And, you know, Tom had, uh, you know, since, you know, publicly coming out and different things, uh, I think that has kind of helped him a little bit feel more comfortable, you know, maybe in his own skin, uh, not only in just everyday life, but as a wrestler as well. He, he's, I've seen a lot more confidence in him than say two years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he had presented a bunch of different things to me before. And, you know, Effie was kind of on his list of people he wanted to work with, obviously. And, um, you know, when I worked the deal out with Effie, you know, Tom wasn't even aware that that was going to happen, you know, until the deal was done. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't give him any kind of false hope or anything. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the match that he wanted. Uh, and I thought that, you know, I, I thought it did great. I thought he did great, you know, and, you know, Tom is a guy that doesn't find himself on every AW show. Um, but this was certainly a great, uh, kind of, showcase for him to not only me but the fans that were there live the fans that are going to watch the stream um you know and and i i thought it was great you know definitely uh what he needed you know what i mean yeah much like jocelyn much like jocelyn for but for different reasons you know and uh you know obviously you know if you are a gay man in the world of pro wrestling right now, you are going to look up to Effie. You know, he uh, he's not the first gay wrestler, but, you know, he has really done a lot to open people's eyes to, you know, uh, to become more accepting of gay wrestlers, you know, within the independent wrestling scene. Uh, so, you know, Tom very much looks up to Effie. And, uh, you know, I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, and you know this match had one of those moments where um, we give a shout out to the crowd, and and this kind of goes along with a, a question that was in the Discord about because uh, they brought up Dark Side of the Ring with with the with Canyon that episode, and about how locker rooms have changed and just people's view as people being equals. But you know they're they Tom and Effie certainly pushed the the envelope a bit in this match, and. There were moments in this match where if you if you really think about it and you look at it and you're like, you know, ten years ago, uh, I don't know what that crowd reaction would have been. But the crowd was so great and just just loved every moment of this match. Even uh, those moments where again, you know, Ten years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, could I don't, I don't know how they would have reacted." Unfortunately, but 
I, I, I just I love the fact that the majority of our audience, um, and we get this all the time, and we see we see what you guys tweet, and you, uh, you know, the majority of the audience is super accepting of everybody. And you know, there is like an alleged some comment that went around, uh, you know that that's has kind of made its rounds on Twitter. I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Yeah. The performers didn't hear it to the best of my knowledge. I don't know how loud it was shouted. I don't know exactly what was said. It was brought to different people's attention kind of in an after the fact thing. And it's like, you know, what, what can we, I don't know what we can do about that. You know, like all I can say is, you know, if you hear it, you you have to you have to kind of like i don't want to say police the crowd you know what i mean but like we don't he, we don't hear all of these things and we don't know exactly what's going on and it's really hard to kind of uh, address them after the fact especially if it is you know from what i'm told you know like like an older probably local akron guy you know, who has, I can't imagine is on Twitter in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what the solution is, but what I don't agree with is that it is kind of made out to be some sort of indictment on the company. You know, when we are obviously putting this match out there, you know, like you can't say that, you know, we're not an accepting environment, you know, you know what I mean? Based on somebody yeah. Listen, this guy bought a ticket just like you bought a ticket. Like I, I don't, you know, I I can't vet everybody to say, hey, what are you gonna say tonight? And to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, it wasn't like he sh- was shouting it because I think if he was shouting it, there was you know over five hundred people in there. I would think somebody would say, hey, shut the fuck up. Oh, we've you know? had those moments, but like you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. just and um. You know, I, I listen. No matter what we say, kind of on this, po- you know, post after the fact, isn't gonna. It's not gonna resolve it. It's not gonna erase it from happening. Um, you you know what I mean? Like I I don't know what to do, and like uh, I, I keep getting these tweets like make a public statement. Like what? Like. We're a pretty inclusive environment. Our right. fans, like, I, our I, fans I don't know feel that. we have gone to bat for our fans. In I don't feel we need to go out and make this big public statement and give this guy who's never going to see it any more attention. Right. You know, like from what, like he doesn't I'm going to go this podcast. Right. He's not going to listen to this podcast. He's not going to read our Twitter. Like I don't know, you know, and uh, I'm told like, well, all the seats were assigned, so you should be able to find him out. He was sitting behind me. Well, that doesn't narrow it down either. And the fourth row was added day of, so those seats were not assigned. Those seats were sold at the door, you know? So, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the solution is, but, you know, people are coming with all sorts of these hypotheticals on Twitter, and it's just like you're giving this person what they wanted, and they don't even know it. Yeah. if You're, you're saying these things for attention, but... I mean, why give this guy any more attention? Why Why are you talking about that when you should be talking about the match? You know, and what a great experience it was for TKD. You know, how yeah. how progressive that was for AIW as a company to put that match out there 
you know, like, yeah. uh, and you know, like you could say whatever you want, but you know, to put that match out there in Akron, Ohio in a, um, you know, somewhat more rural area, you know, with we're we're going to be drawing in a different fan base, you know? Yeah. Like we put that out there, you know what I mean? As a, like, you have to accept this. Obviously, I guess one guy didn't, but 400 plus other people did, you know, like you have to look at that. Yeah. If, if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say the bulk of Shriners probably vote red. <laughs> and and we but we were like you know what we're throwing this match out there though so yeah, don't know what your guys uh, thoughts are on it too bad this is happening and we we back we back our talent we back our people and I just TKD like it, it just yeah. it really it just really bothered me that it was uh let's take this to Twitter thing and make it like an anti AIW thing like we had any control over it. Well, and here's the thing. Let me clarify a little bit. When we ask, you know, police is probably not the correct term, but we're not saying that if you're someone who doesn't feel like you're comfortable confronting somebody else, we're not telling you specific. Like we're we're asking for help, is what it is, because we can't. We don't hear everything. We don't see everything. Uh, there are situations that we found out about this year. Somebody saying stuff in a crowd. We didn't know until after the fact. That person no longer comes to AIW shows, is not allowed at AIW shows because of and that. And that person was easily identifiable. You know, yes, like nobody 100%. knows who this person is. You know, like, I, I, and, you know, I guess Pedro was contacted when it was going on, but it's like, you have to go and like physically get somebody from AIW and say, "Hey, you know, like, you can't say like, hey, this guy's saying this bad stuff.' Like, Pedro didn't hear it. You know what I mean? Like, he's putting money in envelopes to pay the talent at the time. You know, like, I'm in the back. You know, you're right there. You don't hear it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, and I know. You know, the more I talk about it, the more somebody's going to misconstrue, like, this this statement as it is, you know? Like, sure. I didn't even want to address it on the podcast. But, you know, you can't say that we don't, like, you know, like, we are, like, this unsafe place when we're the ones putting that match out there. You know, we're the ones, you know, backing our openly gay talent, TKD, and giving him his dream match with openly gay talent Effie. Like, you can't say, like, oh, man, AIW is not safe. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, like, come on. Like, stop making this, like, a Twitter pile-on. Because yeah, that's we're, not we're what... also the promotion where we had an ignorant fan say something and Ethan Page got on the mic and just roasted the hell out of the dude. And I'm sure if leave. I'm sure if Effie heard it or Thunder Rosa heard it or whatever else has been alleged, they would have done it. Yeah. You know, like I I just can't it's hard for us to go and say like you know, like I I don't know, like do you want like what were we to do? Go publicly and I mean I didn't even learn about this till three o'clock in the morning when the show was over. You know, after right. I turned after I charged my phone. But like in you know retrospect, what was I supposed to do? Go out there and yell at the guy and 
t- draw attention away from the match and give him all this attention. You know, like, I, I don't know, you know, like, I, I don't know what the solution is, honestly. Yeah, we're not, you know, here's the thing. It's not a huge arena. You and can't, I don't want to keep talking about it. So, like, you know, you can't quietly sneak somebody out of there so that it doesn't draw too much away from what's going on. Because you still want people to be able to watch what's ha- what The most important thing that was happening was what's, what was in the ring. Right. Like, and, you know, like... We don't. I mean, we don't have to. It's, it's all just, good. It, but I'm saying, like, out of everything that happened on Saturday, it was great. Yeah. But like, when I look at my Twitter and I keep getting these, like, when are you going to make a fucking like standards and practices of the fans? Like, uh, like, why are you talking about this when we should be talking about how great the match was? You know, and like how what like what a great night it was for TKD. Yeah. And yeah. Jocelyn, you know, like it was, let's talk about that. Like, why are we going to focus on this? You know, this, what I'm told old guy, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't, I guarantee does not go on Twitter or Facebook or maybe Facebook, but, uh, you know, not today though. Uh, it's just, I don't, that's like the one thing that bothered me. Cause it's like, you know, it's like, you're trying to like, indict me as a person you know (laughs) like i didn't say it i didn't do it like i I don't know it's just it's just crazy to me like that's why that's like why i hate twitter you know because it's just like oh let's all pile on and like make this vague statement about this company even though we're putting this match on like how how can you how can you say that right well let's move on Certainly, because there's so much to get to, and we're not going to get to all of it. But there's so many highlights from this show. Well, let's get to some of these. Let's get let's get to some of these uh, Discord questions. Let's lighten well, the mood. Well, one one question does happen to be. Well, about- I will I, I will say though on the A Rose question, yeah. I don't know how more accepting locker rooms are because I was not in the 2001 WWF locker room. Uh, you know, you could go off of what they allege in Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's probably been gay wrestlers forever. Yeah. So I don't know, but well, we. I mean, uh, Pat Patterson is, is well known, right? But I mean, you know, but I think, uh, you know, I guess I I don't know if it's about being more accepting in the locker room. It's certainly more accepting in the ring, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you watch some, uh, even like two thousand. WWE like broadcast you'll hear some real bad stuff oh for sure so I think it's more about it's becoming more accepting from a fan's perspective mm-hmm. yeah um well let me look here one of these one of the questions was in fact about the seating did we think that the assigned seating worked is this something that we're going to continue um I think it worked however you, what i learned is some of you guys are real complaining you know like uh <laughs> people want these seats to sit with their friends and uh you know people ru- would rush to the shows early to kind of save like this cluster of seats and all this other stuff so now we're just assigning the seats right and like you could show up whenever you want your name's on the seat 
and people are still mad about where their cluster of seats are, you know, and it's just like, well, I want to sit in this one that was that's three over or, you know, I want I can't sit by this person. Um, Listen, it's not going away. I mean, it's not because the complaining from the newer fans was far outweighing the regulars. You know what I mean? And now you have complaints from the regulars because they have their where they want to sit. Um, but it's not going away because, you know, the idea is we would like to draw in new fans to build on to the regular fans. And the only way we can retain the new fans is if there's a nice system in place for them to not have to go, Hey, this guy took my seat, you know? And yeah. Um, so it's not going, it's, it's not going away. And I know Charlie butters was upset that people thought that it was his fault because he asked the question on the podcast. It was not Charlie's fault. <laughs> it was already in motion. You know, this was really a Pedro decision. I, I've been against it because I knew that the complaints were going to come. But Pedro has to deal with the front of the house and the people coming in. And he got sick of having to go and say, hey, you have to move over. You have to do this. Like you had like because what happens is, you know. Some group buys three tickets. One person buys one ticket. Somebody buys five tickets. And then, like, people just sit wherever they want. And then, you know, the guy that bought the four tickets can't sit with his party anymore, you know? Yeah. Because people are like, well, no, I'm here. And it makes a bad experience for people. So now, you know, you're getting set in whatever your grouping is that you bought your tickets with. And that's that's it. You know, if if you buy tickets separately from whoever, you know, you want to try to sit by, it's a roll of the dice from this point on. You guys are going to have to, you know, pool your money together and Venmo each other, I guess, if you yeah, want to guaranteed, guaranteed to sit with each other. For the sake of Pedro's sanity and ours, um, you know, we... I need... Uh, listen... I need you fans, but I need Pedro a lot, a lot more. I think you know what I mean. Like he does a lot. Uh, there is no AIW without Pedro. So, just yeah. you guys are gonna just gonna have to suck it up and take these signed seats. If if you know that you're going to go with people to shows, it would help us out tremendously and would make you happier if you buy the tickets, like John said, all in one grouping. Venmo each other, PayPal each other, give somebody cash day of the show, whatever the case may be. So if you want to sit together, please buy the tickets and the group, uh, you know, as as a whole. So rather than, you know, if there's three of you and you each buy an individual ticket, you know, we don't necessarily know that you're all three of you are trying to sit together. So you may not end up in the same spot during these assigned seating things. And it, it, frankly, while I think that we were very helpful and we're open to working with everybody this week, you know, part of that was because we knew that this was, we we're doing this the first time. Um, but we are very busy during the course of show weeks. Um, 
so we can't promise that we're going to keep doing that or that we will be able to do that. And certainly someone like Pedro, who is extremely busy during a show week, can't promise that he's going to be able to then take the time and reorganize everything. So to simplify it, to make everybody happier, buy your tickets together. Figure out who's all coming with you. Give them a, a deadline or, you know, I don't know. If you think you might have three or four people with you, buy three or four tickets and go go from there. I, I'm not really sure what else to say about it, unfortunately. But uh, like John said, it's not going away. No, it's 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 definitely it's it's here to stay because you know when you get that new fan, you know what I mean. They're not going to come back if their first experience is you know arguing with you know three people in the front row if they can please scoot down one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, here's a good one from A Rose, our guy in the Discord there. Uh, because this was so successful, and we've talked about the crowd so many times already. Any thoughts on doing a two night event in Akron? Um, we really can't because they do not allow rentals on Fridays. Uh, so if we did, it would have to be a Saturday and a Sunday, which I don't know how that goes. Um, I will say that I certainly want to do more events in Akron coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, as, and I don't know if it is bigger city versus smaller, rural, more rural city or what, but Cleveland has been a struggle since we came back in April. Um, Akron shocked everybody, you know, and I know that it was a pretty stacked lineup, but still, you know, we've had stacked lineups in Cleveland yeah, and uh, they have been a struggle and, I would say, you know, and even though we would, even with, though we were putting restrictions in place in Cleveland, we struggled to meet that restricted number. Akron, I think, you know, was set like, you know, in a loose math was probably sold out, sold Cleveland three to one. Um, so I would like to do more events. I don't know about a two night event, but, um, we would like to do, three to five in 2022 in Akron and see if it was a fluke or if it, if the, the area really wants good wrestling, you know, and we do pull from Cleveland, obviously in Akron, but I think we pull from a completely different fan pool as well, you know, down there. So, I don't know. You know, there, uh, there's, you know, I know we said last week, you know, now we are in planning mode. Uh, that is, you know, Akron is definitely really high on the priority list on, you know, how we plan 2022 dates. Um, there's even talk of maybe moving some of the marquee events there because capacity is so large. Um, so I don't know. We, we will see. But uh, I don't know about the two nights. But I would certainly expect more events there. 
Hey, there you go. So the planning has begun. Um, not a whole ton of uh, disc. Well, I kind of peppered him in already. So, uh, oh, here's a one looking for updates. Uh, John just kind of alluded to, so I can answer this a little bit. You know, we are going to go into planning mode here a bit. And that would include the answer to this question about ideas for future Patreon exclusives, featuring new commentary tracks, retrospectives, and um, you know other extra podcasts like School Sucks and, and whatnot. Um, I can say that I produced, we recorded at least three exclusive Patreon podcasts Saturday in Akron. Uh, so the planning has begun for that and actually the production of things have begun uh for adding more stuff to patreon uh and that is another benefit of the tadmore shrine it is a big open there's a lot of hidden rooms in there um we were able to get in very early and uh you know with it being a saturday i didn't have to work i I got there early and uh i got quite uh, we did three uh special podcasts just for patreon Bam! There you go. Uh, all and right. I'm gonna yeah. get with I'm gonna get with Wadsworth, and we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna do more uh, alternate commentaries and things like that. Uh, I would expect, you know, we are gonna kind of during the off time try to really, you know, build up a bank of Patreon exclusive stuff. And now, because we're almost an hour into this. Uh, we actually, we are, we're over an hour into this. We, we got, let's get into it. One of the things brought up in the discord, your reaction to social media's reaction to Saturday's big Bowen and main event and everything that transpired. Well, what's the, what's like, what is the exact question? What, I mean. uh, the vitriol being spewed because Cardona <laughs> is getting, Getting the push here. What are your thoughts uh, on? Well, what are your thoughts on some fans now uh, hating you? Um, you know, like I thought it would certainly get a reaction. Obviously, right? I mean, how can you not? Uh, how can it not get a reaction? Just look at his social media numbers. You know, um, and regardless of what you think of him, everything he does he promotes the fuck out of on his social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly thought that it would get like a, I'm playing along boo as a fan reaction, right? Like I thought it was definitely the move to freshen and kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to use the uh, AEW cliche, like paradigm shift the company, but I thought this was like a, Okay, everybody, look, we are like, you didn't even see it coming, and we are 100% back, right? Like, I don't yeah. think, I think it's, I, I think, and I think people had talked themselves out of it because they were like, oh, well, he's not going to win because GCW did it. So they're not going to do it because GCW did it. So that is why I did it. And then people are mad. You know what I mean? And like, it, like, because they had talked themselves out of there was no way that I would do that. So now that I did that and they didn't predict it, they're mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're mad sure. that they were kind of worked. You know, they worked themselves and, you know, into a shoot somewhat. <laughs> um, 
I certainly did not think in today's day and age where everyone is in on it, we literally do a podcast about producing and breaking down a pro wrestling company and everything that goes into it. I certainly did not feel that people would react in legit anger and hatred towards me. Uh, I was wrong. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) some people feel, feel very strongly. Um, long time fans, big time supporters have blocked me on social media, blocked AIW on social media, blocked me on social media, (laughs) um, blocked a lot of people on social media have gone on their personal Facebooks ranting, have gone on the AIW Facebook ranting about what a joke I am. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of silly and childish, but People forget, like, this is what pro wrestling's about, right? Like, it's about evoking it's about that a, emotion. Like, the fact that, like, I've just said all of those things. We literally do a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on behind the scenes. And you still, like, react like that? I mean, come on. Like, that is what pro wrestling is all about. Like, it, you're really not going to give me your money ever again because I was able to get that emotion out of you? Like,. That's crazy, right? Like that yeah. is what every fan dream, uh, would dreams of. I think is like actually feeling something at a live pro wrestling event, right? But you know, let's let's throw in, let's threaten a huge huge promotion uh, for twenty years that you're going to stop watching because you don't like what they're doing, but you'll keep watching. Uh, yeah, that's what it's about. What Saturday? Saturday. Look, I'm sorry that we've sat here and told you that we weren't really doing stories, but there was a story. We did kind of tell you that there are stories that are happening if you really look and pay attention. And Saturday was one of those days and one of those moments of pro wrestling storytelling, right? Uh, Fan favorites, PME. Lose to the main event, which is... We got to do spoiler alert here for anybody that hasn't watched the stream. Sorry. Gotta... Spo- all right. Spoiler alert here happening right now. I think people have seen the pictures of Cardona. But, uh, you know, we, we, we set the table there without you. And they did a fantastic job of well, setting we set the table. the table. We set the table at Go Well, before Brooke. this. Yeah. The, the table, Go- ha- this has been going for what? Uh, Since April? When to go for broke? When yeah, to go for broke? First, first go for broke started in April, right? So months and yeah. people aren't realizing this, and people are getting a little complainy that there is no storylines and these are just whatever. And we're kind of playing along in this podcast, like we're just there's no storylines. And Saturday. It all locks in. There you was know? One, one, there's been one big storyline. It's and been there for you. Now you can go back and go, oh, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that is what it is all about, you know? And, like, 100%. I don't think many companies are doing it 
I know that the fact that we usually do stories and we quote unquote weren't doing stories was a big disappointment to our loyal fan base. And they just didn't realize that this there were breadcrumbs going the whole time. And I kept saying, hey, we're coming back full go at hell on earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but the last show where you could almost say AIW died was at the Tadmore Shrine. Mm -hmm. So it was only fitting for AIW to finally be reborn out of the pandemic at the Tadmore Shrine. You know, like, there is so much more there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. From, you know, my standpoint of, like, telling the story of AIW, like, hey, this is where we died and this is where we came back to life. You know, the same building. Um, and I, w- I did not expect that big of a crowd. But that only made it even better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That made it even, like, more true from my standpoint. Like, and boom, here we are. We're, we're back at the Tadmore Shrine. And now Hell on Earth has so much more anticipation, which I've been saying was going to be the real relaunch for months. Yeah. But you need the anticipation to build up to it still. You know what right. I mean? Like you can't go into that cold, per se. And that's what I'm saying is like, you know, we've kind yeah. of led people on this whole time on the podcast mm-hmm. to believe that was the real relaunch when it needed to happen at the Tadmore Shrine. And it was, it was going to set everything in motion, and it has set everything in motion for what I hope to be a record crowd in the Cleveland ish area. You know, we're in East Lake, yeah. but you know, we booked that big building because we want to fill that big fucking building, you know? So like, this is where, you know, it all kind of came together and, and take away whatever your personal thoughts are of Matt Cardona and the character he's portrayed on TV for the last however many years, last decade, whatnot. You know, there was this ongoing feud that was happening. And throughout the course of the year, you know, when these guys say Summer of the Shooters, that wasn't just a line. I mean, there was a tide turning. There was a big part of the fan base. It's crazy. You go back a few years ago and how much everybody hated Barkley Nation and Wes Barkley, right? And uh, But this summer, you really start to see that tide change. And people really get behind these guys. And part of that was, of course, what happened at Major Announcement. Um, it, there, was, there was all of that. And, you know, it started to kind of start with Gopher Broke, like you said, and went from here. And, and uh, yeah, this other tag team who was crowned some time ago. And people still loved. Still good times and good vibes. But... It, it just felt like not as many good times and good vibes, or there weren't as many people going along for those good times and good vibes. So that that natural shift, that organic shift was happening, and it just needed 
Well, and you a know, vehicle, you brought, right? And that's you, kind of Matt Cardona. And but you brought up a great point. And you know, another thing that people don't really realize is that major announcement show in June, when everybody decides they're going to cheer the Rip City Shooters into Infinity mm-hmm. Beyond, two gigantic heels traditionally in AEW. Yeah. Like. They started the switch there. You know what I mean? Like, people don't realize that that started the slow turn there, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the other direction, Go for Broke started PME the other direction, you know? Like, there were so many little things that I don't think people picked up on. They probably aren't going to realize them until they listen to this podcast. Uh, that were strategically done, you know, and they were presented as these are just some matches, you know what I mean? Like, and I really felt, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I felt very proud of myself after Saturday, last Saturday <laughs> night, you know, uh, I had been really kind of indifferent Because it, you know, I didn't know if people were biting and following along, and you know, you look at you know the go for broke numbers and the other streaming numbers and all the stuff you know that had been going on, and it was like I don't know if this is gonna work. You know what I mean? And uh, it works to perfection. I think the story has just begun. Um. And for those that didn't realize there was a story, this is probably a good time for you to go back and watch it all and try to pick up on it, you know, and try to, you know, do it all together. This is like a good project uh, for wrestling cheers, you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Pod Van Dam to go back and watch these shows and start analyzing, you know, like IWTV guide. Shout out Charlie Butters. Right. You know, like, I think that there's kind of a lot of stuff there uh, now seeing the end result, well, not the end result, but seeing, you know, this kind of chapter, you know, close on Saturday or whatever you want to call it. I think, you know, you can go back and kind of watch everything from go for broke and start kind of piecing it together. Yeah, the... 40 to 50 hour work weeks I was putting on putting in for go for broke for uh for for, for no pay and uh a limited viewing audience uh felt good when the payoff goes this long and everything happens on Saturday like yeah. you know what I mean like here I am months later and I look back and I'm like Right, it's pretty cool to be able to help tell this this story. And I don't think anybody saw anybody saw it coming that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't no. think I don't think anybody saw it coming at all. I think maybe a few people thought, oh, maybe Cardona will win. I don't think anybody saw how it was going to to go down. Um, 
I believe Wednesday, I will be releasing the first statement from uh, Mr. Cardona as the new Absolute Intense Champion. Um, And Friday, live in New Jersey, AW Tag Team title match, PME versus the Rip City Shooters. Here we go. Um, So, you know, the saga continues. Yeah, that rematch is happening live on IWTV. Uh, IWTV is untitled. Yeah, so um, just very, uh, very happy with everything Saturday night. Outside of, you know, what we discussed earlier in the podcast, I thought uh, everything just really came together, you know, and it's made the stress of the last you know, almost two years mm-hmm. at this point, uh, really feel worth it. Like I really just felt like, I mean, I literally like wanted to cry. Like I was just like, this just feels so great again. You know, it felt like the, like the real AIW was back. It felt like, you know, this is where we were in 2019. Uh, and those, you know, first two shows of 2020, before the rug was, you know, pulled out from underneath us. I mean, it, it just all came together. And, uh, man, it, there was just no better feeling than that. You know what I mean? Like, there was just no, there was nothing, nothing better. And, I mean, we'll, you know, probably, you know, since we have so much time off, we will get back to doing some of these full retrospective podcasts again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, everything delivered you know we've introduced so many kind of new characters and casts you know since coming back you know from ethan wright to the main events you know jocelyn navarro um you know people like uh kaplan have resurfaced uh bulking season uh you know so much stuff has the bitcoin boys yeah i mean like so much stuff is if you really think about it very new and man everything was clicking so great you know like and it felt like all these months of work people were finally on board with all of them Mm -hmm. um for better or for worse you know they were new you know who are the faces? Who are the heels? What the X were? Um, and we're primarily also playing to a new a new crowd, right? Yeah. Like that is where the AW hardcores come into play, and their knowledge and reactions become infectious to the new people, and you know the new fans now know you know what is what and who is who and who to cheer for and who to boo for and not only that i mean everybody performed so well on saturday night i mean they did everybody was on their shit in the ring you know between the ropes like everybody you know what i mean like everybody looked like a fucking star um and everybody did so well and they listened and they followed, you know, the instructions of, you know, 
people are finally learning what their characters are and how to present themselves in front of the crowd. And it just all felt like it was finally working. You know, uh, my hope is at hell on earth, it is the same with a gigantic crowd and we continue and we can finally fill the fucking Odeon on December 18th. Right? Like that is like, you know what I mean? Like let's really pack them in at hell on earth. Let's get the fucking Odeon back to what the Odeon was, you know, the intense arena, fucking people going nuts, uh, packed to the brim and let's fucking look forward to 2022. Like I really feel very rejuvenated after Saturday night, you know? And like, that's why like those, like things on Twitter that were focusing on the negativity really bothered me because man, like everything is just ready to fucking go. Finally. You know what I mean? Like I am ready. Like, and I, like, I am not like, I am back to where I was in 2019 where I really thought that AIW was fucking unstoppable. Like, I feel like we have the fucking crew again. We have everything in place. Let's fucking go. There you go. I'm not, I'm not saying anything to, to roll on after that. That's a, that's perfect. Perfect end to this episode. Uh, we'll have more, uh, from this whole night. I'm sure like John said, we'll get back to, uh, the retrospectives of everything and we'll break things down in a bit more detail, but uh, great way to end things right here and wrap it all up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Now that you know more is coming patreon.com slash AI wrestling. Follow us on all sorts of social media, all of it at AI wrestling. I will and- say also front row to hell on earth has already sold out. Uh, second oh. row is almost sold out. We're only doing three rows. Uh, and then everything is going to be standing after that. There so get your, I mean, may, there's a, maybe we'll add a fourth row if things sell out far enough in advance, but, uh, get those tickets. Cause I was shocked actually the front row already sold out, you know, this far in advance. So psycho clown, big AAW debut, hell on earth and more announcements Shop to come. Down. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on more stuff. I'm working on more stuff for that lineup as well. But, uh, man, I need a drink of water after that last little rant. Shop.aiwrestling.com for your tickets, folks. Uh, like I said, follow follow us on social media. Find us there. You can find ticket links at AI Wrestling. Uh, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We will talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.